Hey guys, what's up? My name's Alex. And I'm Ian. And welcome to the Soup Blizzard Podcast. So today we are actually delving into the soup part of our name, which makes no sense, uh, about food. The we're wondrous just, world of food. We're just kind of generalizing our topics here around food, mostly starting with things that we don't think works with no, food. No, not that we don't think. Things that just don't work. <laughs> our opinion is law. Our opinion is fact, and you will abide by it. That's how things work nowadays, right? That's exactly how this works. So I'm going to kick this off because there's a topic that's very that I'm very passionate about, and a friend of mine just brought it up uh, like 10 minutes ago, which is that in ramen, you should add... Like ramen noodles. Ramen right? noodles. The ramen noodle package. You cook the ramen, and then you put in crushed up Ritz crackers and hot sauce. Now, and and ahead. this is just satanic. Now, here's the thing. I will say with this, on this topic, I would be interested in giving it a shot once. No, never. I will once, never. Once, just to see how bad it is. But I just do not get... Like, some people slice up hot dogs to put in their ramen to you add know, protein or slice up lunch meat. And even that, I, that I can see. Our, our grandma used to slice up celery and put it in there. And that's just still different because it's still a soup. But, but it was And okay. hot sauce. All right. This is the rationale but, but that, that she has for it is that noodles are made of wheat, as is crackers. Hence, crackers and noodles go together. I just, I can't. I don't. Well, I, and I can't eat the wheat anyway. I cannot so. picture a world in which that's good in any way. I haven't tried it. I'll never try it. Case closed. It doesn't work. Now, something that I have heard that people absolutely are appalled by that we love is putting the little smoked weenies in mac and cheese. Well, that's phenomenal. That's you know what awesome. else is good in mac and cheese, which people look at me crazy when I talk about it? Worcestershire sauce. Yes. Now, on the topic of that <laughs> sauce... I refuse saying its name because everybody says I say it so incorrectly, which I know, according to the actual pronunciation of it, yes, I do, but according to the way it's written on the frickin' bottle, I say it correctly. And the way it's written on the bottle, it should be Worcestershire. Well, that's... The the town that the sauce came from is Worcestershire. Is, is, exactly. Like it's, it's Worcester. It came from the town Worcester, which was... The Shire. Actually, you know, came from the Shire, Worcester. So it's Worcester Shire sauce. But the... <laughs> it's... Anyway. It's um, it's quite an aggravating topic for me. Worcester sauce... But it sauce is good in mac and cheese. In mac and cheese is amazing. As long... Uh, well, along with those smoke weenies. And then uh, also... Oh, uh, I had mac and cheese that someone had put tuna and breadcrumbs in and that was actually decent as well because that it was different it wasn't like mac and cheese normal mac and cheese but it was it was at least all right right now on the topic of mac and cheese uh how was that mac and cheese you had you know what a few months ago <sighs> at that restaurant that i won't name i am a mac and cheese enthusiast <laughs> he, um, we're gonna put that on a on a business card for put, him put that Soup on a, blizzard mac and cheese enthusiast put that on a t-shirt <laughs> alex mac and cheese enthusiast but so i've had a lot of mac and cheese in my days and i like all mac and cheese i lost at least i thought i did um you know i i think craft is underrated to be honest i think craft mac and cheese with Worcestershire chester shire sauce in it <laughs> is just one of the 
best. It's it's pretty pretty damn good. It's pretty good. Um, but now, again, I can't have it. However, just real quick tangent. Uh, great value. You know, Walmart's generic brand, and this is just information for any of you potential celiacs or gluten intolerant people out there. Walmart's great value brand makes a gluten-free mac and cheese that's pretty cheap and it is actually really good well okay so anyway um on the topic of mac and cheese i love like when you go to a nice fancy restaurant and they've got mac and cheese on something other than the kids menu you're like it's got fuck yeah sausage like, bacon crumbles the yeah, bread in there like, oh, yeah like that's what you want so you get it and it's freaking amazing Ever since I've moved to Washington, I won't say the, 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 the city, but ever since we came out here to Washington from Colorado, every place that I've gotten mac and cheese has just been so terribly disappointing. What's it been? Three different places at least? The the one the main one that I can think of was the, the one on the seaside pier. one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I got this mac and cheese. It was, it was my dad's birthday. We went out for his dinner. And I got this mac and cheese, and I was super excited. It's like, oh, yeah, this sounds so good. It was got... like a $20 mac and cheese. Yeah. It, it was... was not cheap. And then I get this mac and cheese, get this plate of it. First of all, very small. But, you know, expensive restaurants, they like to do that. I take a big old bite of this stuff, and basically here's here's my scale of mac and cheese. If I'm sitting here eating a $20 bowl of mac and cheese and I would rather be having craft, you messed up. <laughs> And I have not had a single dish of mac and cheese here in or, or here in Washington that, that I have matches. wanted more than Kraft mac and cheese. It's I've had some good mac and cheese here and there though. I had this one that I, I think it was somewhere like Red Lobster. I don't know. We had I had it in Colorado. It was a crab mac and cheese, and there was you know little bits of crab in there, and that was actually pretty good. You know, I'm pretty I'm pretty but, fickle. With uh, adding crab to stuff, I personally think crab goes in garlic butter and then your mouth. That's just the the two. The Crab's two steps. good. Although I don't like crab being overdone. You know crab cakes though. Oh, I love crab, crab cakes. cakes. Are pretty good. We have we have some crab here because you know up in Washington we when we lived in Colorado, crab is expensive and it was a delicacy and even that that was just a frozen crab. And now we're up here in Washington and people are like, yeah, you want to go crab fishing? You know, go out lower the crab pots and. Come home with your uh, with with your own couple nights worth of crab dinner for like four bucks for the bait and that's it. I'm like, what? Yeah, it's 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 pretty easy um, to go out and get crabs. Funny story on that little tangent there as well. Uh, first time we got crabs, we were you know when you you, you have to prepare the crab mm-hmm. yourself and uh, the way that you got to do it is you got to top the or top you got to pop the top plate off. Um, now keep in mind this is this is not like super inhumane for no, the crab. Just, you keep them on you, you ice, top, it numbs them. They're you, pretty yeah, well yeah, done it's, anyway. It's, it's fine. Anyway, you pop it off, um, and then you just go into the next process. But first, crab I'm doing, I'm grabbing it the way that I've been told to grab it, and I try to pop the pop it off, and I just grabbed it the wrong spot or something, and I broke this crab. Like I just broke a chunk off this crab, and. <laughs> took me a second to realize what I did. I just felt awful, but it still tasted really good. So. Yeah. Well, and one of them pinched our dad's thumb pretty hard, and that was funny. Uh, yeah, crab. We like a crab up here. Uh, 
Let's see. We were talking about mac and cheese. Mac and cheese foods, do's and don'ts. Uh, let me tell you a food do, by the way. We call it a cheesy twerp. <laughs> yeah, that's was Sage family recipe right there, really high-end cheesy you, tort. You uh, you take a tortilla. And you take cheese. And you cover that tortilla with cheese, throw in the microwave for a minute to a minute and a half, pull it out, cut it into eight same-sized slices, and dip that in hot sauce, and you have the best snack in the world. Now, if you have shredded chicken to put on top of it, it's even better. It is quite good, especially, ooh, we're coming up on Thanksgiving here. Take the oh, yeah. leftover Thanksgiving turkey and turkey. shred it up and put it on there. That's some good stuff. Yeah. I had a friend who lived with us for a little bit, and uh, he did not understand the point of a cheesy tort. It's one tortilla dipped in hot sauce. He would, without fail, put a tortilla on top. Make it like a quesadilla. Turn it into a, a somewhat quesadilla. Now, quesadillas are good, but... They are, and then he would dip it in salsa, and this is totally fine, but... But the worst part about it is he would cut it into like 30 slices. Just super tiny. Super tiny, uneven slices. And if yeah. you're listening to this, I love you, but I absolutely cannot stand the way that you make cheesy torts. Uh, on the note of slices and oddly shaped slices, up here in Washington, we have a, a place called Mod Pizza. And it's it's in a few cities around here and then extended throughout the country a little bit mod pizza we, i love it they do gluten-free and it's like the pizza for subway uh, yeah the, you, the subway for pizza you just you, uh you, you pay you, your you, base price yeah you pay your base price and you just get every single topping that you want no additional money on it and they've got some odd toppings too they've got greek olives corn artichoke they've got some good stuff and and literally you can just be like oh yeah pile every single meat on there mm-hmm. to where it's an inch thick now, however, if you do ask them to put too much on there, they'll yell at you for saying it won't cook all the way. But what, where I was getting with this is when they pull the pizzas out, they go and they grab their cutter. Well, and keep in mind, these are still 8-inch pizzas. Yeah, these least. are full-size pizzas. And they uh, they grab the cutter, and you can tell like they're very proficient with this. This is their job, and they go, slice one, slice two, slice three, and they hand it to you. So they, they don't put four slices in it, make four, four cuts, making eight slices. They just do six. Oh, you're lucky. You get six slices. I get four. But I get the, I get gigantic quarters. I would rather have gigantic quarters because for me it's four normal sl- sized pizza slices and then two just massive unproportionate to the rest of it. like it. It's not right. <laughs> no, yeah, they they always give me gigantic. They're against cutting it the normal way. I don't know why. <laughs> I have no idea why. No, I I did used to work at I used to work at Domino's and I used to work at Chuck E. Cheese. I've said that before the Chuck E. Cheese part before. So I've worked at two places where I had to make pizza. So by you know, even even now I'm still pretty pretty adept at making pizza. Uh that being said, when I first started at Domino's, I did cut some funky looking <laughs> pizzas. It's it's so much different on a and commercial level as opposed to pulling a pizza out of your oven. It it is surprisingly an exact science on how to get it perfect because it is impossible to get perfect. Well, the the funny part is when you got to cut the thin crusts <laughs> and cut it into the squares, and you just do not. It's actually funny at uh, Chuck E. Cheese they had diagrams of where <laughs> to cut it, uh, and people still mess it up a lot just because at Chuck E. Cheese they didn't do it in eighths, they did it in sixths mm-hmm. or twelfths, and so it was like. Oh, so that's where he learned to cut those cheesy torts then. Yeah. <laughs> is tiny slices. Uh, on pizza, 
Now, here's an unpopular opinion that may lose us some viewers, and I'm sorry, but yes, I Yes, our numerous do... one viewer. Yeah, we had we had someone like our podcast on SoundCloud, so woohoo, if that was you then. So if you're listening, five. because you said you like it, I slightly forgive you for the Ritz comment. <laughs> uh, also, you can never leave us, and we know who you are. But we... Sorry, off topic. Uh, pizza. I do like pineapple on pizza. Sometimes. It depends. You know, you can't put it on all mixed with all pizza toppings. I, I've i had some obscure pizzas that are okay, that are pretty good. But I do like pineapple on pizza, and so many people freak out about that. But here's my thing is I hate mushrooms. I think they're disgusting. But I don't give you crap for putting mushrooms on your pizza no. unless you give me crap for putting pineapple on mine. That's fine. You, you don't... <sighs> pineapple... Is fantastic. Give me pineapple any day of the week, and I will just, I will love it. But the second you put it on pizza, it's just, you know what it is? It's mm. the cooking of the pineapple. Oh, see, I like cooked pineapple. No, 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 no. Pineapple, <laughs> if pineapple is cooked in any way, shape, or form, it can only be grilled for a very short time period to bring the juices out. Aside from, and just like warm it up a little bit. Aside from that, Pineapple cannot be cooked. Pineapple has to be fresh. And if you put those tiny little diced up cubes of pineapple on pizza, I'm sorry. You're done. You're, you're, no. Just no. I, I like pineapple on pizza. Although I will say I do prefer it when it's fresh instead of the shriveled out of the oven. But either way, it's all right. Uh, I've, I can't do sardines. I, I won't. No, I've never even tried. But, uh, you know... Something that I didn't think, I uh, I got sushi for the first time mm. about a year ago, and uh, it was with one of my friends. She I told her I never had sushi, and she took me to go get it. Uh, and you know, it's actually a lot better than I thought. Oh yeah, it would be. I it's, I it's, was originally like raw fish. Why the hell would I be interested in eating no, that? No, but it's actually but, pretty good. Well, it's not one. Not all of it's raw. I'd say a good amount of sushi is actually cooked well, fish. The, the crab is really good. The crab rolls are good because I mean another is cooked. Um, there's another one. It's what's it called? The K K eight or something like that. Was it? Did you Squid. get it at Heroes in Grand Junction? It's, it's called the same thing everywhere. No, I got it at uh, No Coast. Owned by the same people. Yeah. So oh. the if you're in Grand Junction, where we used to live, uh, there's this place that I would always get sushi from. Well, but, but with friends called Heroes. I have to finish this this thought process. It was this like squid. Oh yeah, no. Um, I was gonna go into a K something, but not that. No, it was it's 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 amazing. I I have just pulled out my phone because I have to find out. See, I've n- what I it's never called. had a squid one, but there was at at Sahiro's they had one that was it was like a CYK or CY nine something like that. I don't know. It was a weird named one, but it had like slices of mango on it. It was it was a pretty good bit of sushi, and I do I do like some sushi. You know, I I don't love all of it. I'm kind of picky with it. Because the flavors have to be just right, and if there's any weird flavor afterwards, then I'm going to eat half a thing of ginger root right then and there for my palate cleanser. Because I just can't handle those funky tastes that they put on some of them. But I do I do like sushi a good amount more than I thought I would. I made sushi once. I don't know if you Did knew you? that. No, I didn't. Yeah, I went over to one of our friend's houses, and we made some spicy tuna rolls. And those were those were pretty good, actually. Turned out a lot better than I thought they would. I'm 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 just trying to find the sushi right now, which is just important to me because 
It is one of my favorite things. Whatever. I give up. I give up. My if you haven't over. had sushi, I completely understand if you're against it because we were as well. It's just right. it's surprisingly better than I thought it would it's, be. It is quite good. Now, um, it's one of those things where if you're celiac, you want to go take like five of those gluten digestive pills because you're going to be getting a ton of soy sauce. So just take my word on that, fellow celiacs. Now, now one thing um, on on the topic of me saying that a lot of times I'd rather have Kraft mac and cheese as opposed to the, you know, like just the, the high high right. quality said in quotations mac and cheese that you get elsewhere. Um, I wonder, or there was one time we were at this restaurant, this really fancy fresh restaurant, and I was having this burger. And it was like a $25 burger. And it was it was good. You know, it was good enough. But I find myself, whenever I'm eating at a really fancy place, saying, you know, I wish I was eating Taco Bell right now. <laughs> it's just my go-to. Like, 90% of the time, I would just rather be eating Taco Bell, which is 20, you know, times cheaper. The You don't necessarily have to go expensive to go good. And that rule is most applied to cigars. Oh. If you're old enough to smoke cigars, there are some good expensive ones. Don't get me wrong. And I know the expensive ones are mainly better if they're paired with like whiskey or scotch or something. Well, well no. If, if if you want to get onto the topic of cigars, I will educate you. So <laughs> um, I, am, I, I do enjoy the occasionally frequent cigar. And uh, see, I smoke a tobacco pipe. Best, I'm old school. My, my, my favorite one this is this one called Buenaventura. And uh, it's a six or seven. It's a seven dollar cigar, and it's it's the best best smoke I've ever had. Um, I've had some cigars, and yeah, those those anywhere from three to thirteen dollars are probably your best cigars in that uh, range. I would say you want to be careful with three dollar cigars. I've had some good three dollar churches. Yeah, but uh, once you get up into the cigars that are twenty twenty six bucks, they're just so incredibly strong and forceful is almost the right word for it well i had a i jj and i you know we would go and smoke cigars here and there and he got a it was like a 47 dollar fancy fancy cigar once and he he said he just wanted to try it you know he'd seen it was the one of the most expensive cigars that they had in this tobacco shop and he wanted to give it a shot so he got it as well as getting one of his not one of his it, it was his favorite cigar ever and it was like a $12 maker's mark cigar so you know $47 versus $12 and we go we try the $47 one and it was okay but we were very underwhelmed for the fact that it was $47 and then you light up this $12 maker's mark and you're just blown away because it's so much better getting back to food though I think that's typically the case is what happens is when you pay 40 some bucks for something you're expecting it to be amazing and then you realize you're just paying more money an enormous for amount because you're sitting at a restaurant that you can see the water from you right. know now there are some that some meals at restaurants like that that are very decently priced and really good but once you get up into the 30 dollar range for meals 30 plus dollars it better be one of the best meals i've ever had otherwise i'm going to be disappointed right and when they bring out food and we we went to a restaurant that did this recently and i don't i think i remember which one it was i'm not going to say its name since you know we live here but we went here and i ordered something that sounded really good and it was a decent price restaurant on the higher end of decent price you know this meal was about 18 dollars okay and i 
I ordered this, I get a couple things taken off of it that I don't want to have because I read it on the menu, and then they bring it out and it's loaded with onions. And I'm, I don't have onions on my food. I don't mind the flavor of onions. I don't mind onions in it a little bit like in salsa, but I just don't like the, the caramelized or the yeah. sliced onions on top. And they brought it out and it had, it was loaded with these sliced caramelized onions. I'm like, it did. Like, I lean over to my dad and I'm like, did it? Did it say that it had onions on it on the menu? He, he, we pulled out a menu and looked. No, it didn't. So word of advice to restaurant owners, if you are serving something to someone, please make sure everything it has is on the menu. Well, okay. So this brings up a good topic of the, to the point where Ian is a quite picky eater. Now, to a certain point, he has yeah. to be because because of his uh, gluten dietness, whatever. Um, gluten diet. Ha, ha. <laughs> anyway, um, he's a quite picky eater, whereas me, I'll eat just about anything there is. You know, I say I don't like pineapple on pizza, but you put a Hawaiian pizza in front of me, and you best bet I'm still eating half of that. There are just a few things that I cannot do, and one of these things, I've never liked it, is pigs in a blanket. And it's just... The I, I, hot dogs wrapped in yeah, croissant rolls. I, I just, I can't do them. I I don't enjoy them. They're just not See, good. To I me. I don't mind them. They're they're not the best thing in the world, but they're also not bad. You know, if you got croissant, no. Again, I can't have them anymore. But when right. I could have them, they were they weren't bad. If I could have something else, I would choose it. But they were all right. There are there are some things that people put meat on that don't typically need it and don't typically have it. Like apparently croissant rolls. Now, I like yeah. having meat on food because it gives you that protein, but it, some things just aren't meant to have it. No, we we make croissant rolls in all kinds of different ways, put cinnamon, sugar, and chocolate chips on top of them, sure. Oh, anybody, uh, cinnamon sugar bread? Uh, it's this thing that Ian and I used to make when we were kids. Oh, and I yeah. I actually made it for myself just the other day because it sounded really good. It's so good. It's where you take a piece of bread. And you throw it in the toaster, you turn it into toast. That's what it happens, believe it or not. It's you quite You put shocking. some butter on it, just like you would normal toast, and then you load it with cinnamon and sugar. It's a very, very complicated easy, procedure. Very easy recipe, very simple, but the end result is heaven. It's absolutely amazing, yeah. I, and if you do it with uh, cinnamon raisin bread, like Alex doesn't like cinnamon raisin bread a whole time. You know, I guess that's one other thing that I'm I'm not a fan of is raisins. But I gave him some cinnamon raisin bread that had butter, cinnamon, and sugar on it. And all of a sudden, you know, he's not that opposed to the thought. Yeah, there's a, there's some really easy things you can do that end up tasting really good. And that's what we found living in a place where we were... Due to circumstances of where we lived, being out on a farm far away from town, it'd be like 5 o'clock and we'd be trying to find dinner as he was 9 and I was 7 or even younger than that. And uh, on that note, you know one of the best poor person meals ever? Grilled cheese. You know, okay, so that's, I love how I say I'm not a picky eater and three minutes later I'm like, (laughs) oh, I don't like this, I don't like that. Grilled cheese is something, I couldn't stand it when I was a kid. I'm all right with it now, so long as it's got mayo on it. It's really interesting, though. You give me a normal grilled cheese, I'm like, yeah, it's it's decent, I'll eat it. Put some mayonnaise on it, makes a big difference. Put mayonnaise and a slice of ham on it, and I can't get enough of it. Yeah, I, see, that's, that's what I was going to say, is grilled cheese, 
and you put some you put mayo on the inside then your cheese and then ham or turkey and then you butter the outside of the bread once you made the sandwich and grill it and it's it's so good the uh other thing that was really good that i was very surprised one of our friends in colorado showed me this she would make loaded grilled cheese sandwiches i think is what she called them and it was grilled cheese with your choice of meat and then tomatoes and i've had tomatoes on grilled cheese before and it's pretty good but tomatoes i i think what i'm finding through through this podcast is that the things i don't like a lot of them are just natural like fruits and stuff or what i he don't doesn't like. like what's good for you i don't like raisins or beets or tomatoes i can't stand tomatoes and i'm not a fan of ketchup no what i was what i was saying is this grilled cheese has got the cheese it's got the meat it's got the mayo it's got uh tomato you put a little bit of mustard on it and then you can put a couple other things on if you want that they sound good but the key thing is you sprinkle italian or cajun seasoning on it before you close it so you got the mayo mustard cheese ham tomato and your seasoning and i just thought that was absurd that's you know that's so many flavors on a grilled cheese that don't need to be there but then i tried it see and but, it was amazing but at that point it's just a sandwich that's a grilled sandwich been grilled now on the topic of sandwiches because i am quite passionate about sandwiches um, we should have brought sandwiches down here i'm we, done with my hot we, chocolate we by the by the way you guys should uh drink some hot chocolate with us while yes. you're listening to these podcasts sandwiches I don't know if anybody's ever tried this before. I was told by my mom a couple years back to do this. Um, and it's just ridiculous how amazing it makes sandwiches taste. Make a sandwich the exact way you normally would. You know, whatever you want to put on it. Mayonnaise, mustard, cheese, pickles, whatever. Meat. And then at the very end, you've got your two halves. Perfect. And then you just cover one half with potato chips. Oh, Yeah. And it just blows my mind. It takes a sandwich from a 6 out of 10 to a 600 billion out of 10. It adds just a little bit of crunchiness that, like, lettuce adds to it. Yeah, it's it's got a little bit of salt in there. Like, add some starch in there. But the the crunch crunch is just what does it. Doritos are the best chips to put on sandwiches. If you have Lay's, that'll do it because that gives you the crunch and it's okay. But Doritos are absolutely amazing on a sandwich. And then little life hack food tip for you guys that are listening in uh go get some refillable salt and pepper grinders from walmart for like four bucks for a set or something nothing super fancy open them up pour the salt and pepper out of it wash them and then put two things in them one in each go and get a bag of cool ranch doritos and crush up some of the Cool Ranch Doritos, or this works best if you have a bag that you've already eaten most of the way and you just have the crumbs and the Cool Ranch dust at the bottom. Yeah. Pour that in one grinder. And then when you have, like, chicken or mac and cheese or something, take that grinder and just put on it, and it just gets this the Cool Ranch flavor on it. It's just this Cool Ranch dust, and it's so good. And then my other suggestion is take Oreos, and you, you'll kind of have to perform surgery on the Oreos, but you take the Oreos, you take just the chocolate cookie parts, crush those up, put them into the grinder, and then get vanilla ice cream and just turn this grinder and you get this chocolate cookie dust on top of your vanilla ice cream. It's so good. Yeah, I, I think what we're finding here is that it's a miracle we're not fat. Yeah, really. Like, I'm, I'm surprised I don't weigh 400 pounds. I went to the doctor the other day. And uh, it took my height and weight like they normally do. And, and on my checkout sheet, it, it had that information. And it actually had my calculated BMI, which I just found interesting because I've never had that happen before. Um, 
And so I look it up at my calculated BMI, and it was, like, a really good BMI. And, like, I mean, I, I work out, and I think, I think that's the thing. I work out, but I don't eat healthy whatsoever. I eat what I want when I want. Um, and I have no idea how I'm in the shape I am, pretty much. Meanwhile, with me, I'm at this little middle ground where I'm not, like, out of shape, but I'm not perfectly in shape, but I don't I can't gain any more weight. So it's like I'm, I'm just stuck right in the middle of what is good a good enough good enough food 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 now this this conversation is making me hungry it quite right i really want a sandwich now. yeah we might go up there upstairs and make some grilled cheese oh um, no not grilled cheese that takes too long that's another thing oh my gosh brownies in a cup Oh yeah, I need to find that recipe to we share with to, you. Guys. No, it's in the cookbook upstairs. It's in the cookbook upstairs. Oh my word! Brownies in a cup. Best it's thing. like cocoa powder, flour, and egg, and 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 cornstarch or whatever. I don't know what it is. Super easy to make. Super easy. You just put it. Literally, just put it in a mug. Throw it in the microwave for a minute. When it comes out, whoever's had those uh, banquet TV dinners. Those spectacularly the, fantastic brownies that are in them. They're 99-cent TV dinners, but well, the brownie itself is worth the is They're like a buck bucks. 25 now. Eh. Um, but those tiny little brownies that you never get enough of, it tastes exactly like that, and I am not going to be able to sleep tonight until I get me one of those. So here's the recipe for you guys. I know this is kind of odd to say on a podcast, but get some, get a pen and paper. This is, I'm pretty sure, the recipe that we used, Alex. So it's a quarter cup flour, and you just put this all into a just a coffee mug and mix it up. Yep. Quarter cup flour, quarter cup sugar, two tablespoons natural unsweetened cocoa, which is not hard to come by. It's just that Hershey's cocoa thing. Uh, a pinch of salt, a tiny pinch of cinnamon, quarter cup water, uh, two tablespoons canola oil or vegetable oil, eighth table uh, eighth teaspoon vanilla extract, and a small scoop of ice cream and the ice cream you don't put in the mug this is you put that on oh, afterwards no, yeah, yeah, yeah you don't need the ice cream sorry that's just what the ingredients say but everything but the ice cream you put into the mug and you mix it up with a spoon and you put it in the microwave for let's see one minute and 40 seconds is what it suggests is the most that you'll ever have to do and it makes this absolutely incredible brownie i i can't it, it's so good and I think the recipe that I wrote is even more fancy than ours because we didn't put the uh, vanilla or cinnamon in it. We just did the flour, sugar, cocoa powder, the basic stuff. But it was that—that that is absolutely incredible. Alex is absorbed into this thought of a brownie now. I, <laughs> you know, I really am. I'm just sitting here thinking about that brownie. You know that that brownie. I think the the brownie in a mug and um, whatchamacallit and cinnamon sugar bread. I think those two th- – and cheesy torch. Those two things are pro- – three things. <laughs> I can do math. Are probably 60% of my diet yeah, when I was a kid. That's what we ate a lot were those things because, you know, we lived up on the mountain on a ranch. We didn't have a whole lot of – easy to make food but then you just find these little recipes that just make things incredible um wow we kind of got off topic there yes we did how long have we been going for uh let me check real quick we were talking about foods dudes and downs 
we, we got a decent podcast here. We've been going for about half an hour, so I say we go ahead and wrap this one up. All right, guys. Let us know. Comment. Send us a tweet. What your food do's and don'ts If you got any recipes for us or if you tried one of the things that we've talked about, uh, let us know. One one other thing of things to try is when you make hot chocolate, put some spray whipped cream on it and sprinkles. Trust me. Thank me later. Anyway, uh, make sure to let us know what your favorite or least favorite recipes are and uh, – Go ahead and you know give a shot, try out what what, what, what we've we talked suggested. about here. It's um, if it, you feel down for it, and uh, let us know how it goes. And Epic we, failures are always fun too. And we will see you guys in the next Soup Blizzard podcast. See you guys. See you guys. Have a good one. Peace.